0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon confirms Celtic are in talks to bring David Turnbull to the club. Kimar Roof says he's seen the high standards set by Stephen Gerrard. And Stevie Clark names his Scotland squad and there's a first call-up for Lyndon Dykes. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight in the studio is Gordon Diel. And from the living room, it's Roger Hanna. Celtic face Ferenc Varos tomorrow night. Gordon, and they're hungry to get David Turnbull in the front door. There's Euro action for Aberdeen and Motherwell on Thursday, with the Steelmen likely to have Turnbull out the door by then, and Scotland finally emerged from a 10-month break next week, with Steve Clark at last getting his finger on the dikes. No call-up again for you, Gordon DL. Have you decided to retire from international football yeah, yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a miss until I get this hip done, Gordon. First sign of a real downpour of rain, and Hannah runs to the <laughs> living room already. So... Early warnings of the winter ahead He's not here in body But he's here in voice And we need to hear from you 01419511025 That's the number you need Get in touch with the guys tonight Let us know what's on your mind And if you would rather tweet You can do that as well You'll find us there At Clyde SSB uh, Yeah Roger It's usual Tuesday night fair Where you've got that little bit of hangover From the weekend results Although nothing too Out of the ordinary A fairly uh, Run of the mill set of results um, looking forward to some European qualifiers The transfer windows bubbling away And we now add international football into the mix as well Yeah, and I think it's typical with two Motherwell supporters Sitting in the studio talking about a run-of-the-mill set of results Hamilton winning a Lanarkshire derby at Fur Park Can be run-of-the-mill, surely, gents Oh, it is, away form The away team wins those fixtures Do your research, Roger, you're better than that <laughs> Hey, listen, it was a good weekend for the Hackies. I was there for Super Scoreboard, the Hacky Moda fan, and it's got them their season up and running. There are a few teams who need results now to get their seasons up and running. I would include Motherwell in that. They could really do with putting two or three Pascal and Torren on Thursday night and through to the next round of the Europa League. Aberdeen, likewise, a couple of good back-to-back wins in the Premiership, but they'll want to see off Runovic on Thursday night. And before all that, a really big game has, you know on our doorstep for Celtic tomorrow night against Ferenc Varos. We were, quite rightly, dismissive of KR Reykjavik last week. We didn't fancy their chances at all. 6-0, Celtic brushed them aside with ease. But a week on, Ferenc Varos just represents a little step up in quality. They saw off Jurgarden, the Swedish champions, last midweek. And Sergei Rebrov, if any of their players are as good as Rebrov was when he was on the pitch, then it will be a big night for Celtic. Yeah, looking forward to this week's football, Gordon. A lot happening. Starts tomorrow night, as Roger touched on there, with Celtic at home. I do understand. I don't know a lot about the Hungarians, to be honest with you, but Celtic at home, form they're in, I think that, you know, it will be a tougher test, but I'm expecting them to get through. And then Motherwell Aberdeen on Thursday night, and then looking forward to a good weekend's uh, uh, football fixture list and uh, a lot of exciting games, and uh, then next week the international, so a lot to get through. Okay, what are you thinking about any of today's talking points, any of the weekend's football, any of the football coming up, you decide. 0141 951 1025. Let's hear from you. Talks between Celtic and Motherwell over David Turnbull are ongoing, according to manager Neil Lennon. However, the Celtic boss says he has no idea how close the clubs are to reaching an agreement. Roger, is this one you expect to go through in the next couple of days? Yeah, um, I think 
David Turnbull's probably played his last game for Motherwell. I'm sorry to break that to you, gentlemen. Um, I don't think he will be risked against Glenn Torden in the Europa League on Thursday, even if the deal's not done by then. And I think by the time the two teams meet at Celtic Park on Sunday afternoon, David Turnbull will be a Celtic player. It's, it's unfortunate the way the deal broke down a year ago. Um, I think Celtic have always just been keeping an eye on David since then. Gavin Strachan watched him at Easter Road a week past Saturday. Peter Houston watched him in the derby against Hamilton at the weekend. And Listen, I know I was taking the mic about Hamilton winning. David Turnbull was the best player in the park by a distance. Um, for a while, either side of half-time, it was David Turnbull versus Ryan Fulton, the Hamilton goalkeeper. Three outstanding saves by Fulton to keep the scoreline level. Hamilton then pinched the game. But, but Turnbull, he was just central to everything Motherwell did in, in a positive sense. Um, and he's now reached the stage where... I think he's actually ready to step on. Um, if he goes to Celtic to replace Tom Rogic, if Tom Rogic is bound for Qatar, I think David Turnbull will <coughs> be pushing very hard to get into that Celtic eleven. Yeah, sad thing about it, Gordon, is he's too good for Motherwell. Uh, the boy's a terrific talent. I think he's uh, going to go on to bigger things, obviously, even after if he goes to Celtic. I think he's that good. He's so talented, the boy. Unfortunately for him, last year, as Roger was saying, it all fell apart. Um, he's knuckled down it's been a long long road for him and he deserves everything he gets and he's going to get you know his wages tripled or whatever it may be even more than that but I don't think it's all about money for Turnbull I think it's playing at the, the highest level with the best club you possibly can it's a no brainer for Celtic it's a great investment for a terrific young player a no-brainer and a great investment, says Gordon DL. He's played his last game for Motherwell, says Roger Hanna. But what do you think? 0141-951-1025. Let's kick off with Sammy in Carntine. How's it going, Sammy? I know, but I tell you he's doing, guys. Yeah, not too bad at all. What are your thoughts on David Turnbull, Sammy? Oh, I hope a great signing. Uh, Scottish player, young. Looks very mature at all. And, uh, signing field, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Roger, what, what type of player are Sammy and other Celtic fans potentially getting if this goes ahead as you expect it to? Um, well, I was listening to, to Callum McGregor speaking at lunchtime to, to preview the Finnish Faros game and Callum McGregor said he's a bit like Callum McGregor. Um, I tend to think they could probably both fit in the same team but he is what the football people would probably talk about as a, a number 8 if you like um, not necessarily the playmaker not certainly not a, a holding midfielder like Scott Brown has turned into it Celtic as one of the callers said last week but, but, but something in between very creative very good on the ball he can get around the pitch well great technique and it'll just bring a little bit of everything, I think, to that Celtic midfield. Um, Neil Lennon, very shortly, is going to have loads of resources in there. I've been impressed by Olivier and Cham in the last couple of games as well. He seems to have come back to the party. Scott Brown's still there. McGregor's still there, of course. Ryan Christie a little bit further forward. So it would be a very good addition. And you just wonder, though, after a very difficult start to the season... How Motherwell will cope with his departure What are his main attributes, Gordon? Um, I know what Roger's saying, I do agree I think uh, more an attacking um, position, Gordon Picking out the passes, he'll get his goals as he showed at Motherwell But I just think the boy's that talented I think he can play any, any position in the middle of the park If you go and ask him to be the sitting midfield player I think he could play it no problem He's just a talented, talented player Now, if you look at that Celtic squad Would I look at that and think That's a one priority Celtic need is another midfield player no I don't but when someone like Turnbull comes up he's on your doorstep you're getting him for a snip 
uh, the money that you're paying for him, that's a snip for a talent of of his quality. Then, as I say, Celtic have, are doing a lot of good uh, uh, business here. It's good for Motherwell the fact that they're going to lose them anyway, Gordon. Whether it's to Scotland or England, someone with a came calling for his boys' talents. It's time for him now to move on. He's been brilliant for Motherwell, and Motherwell got a few quid in as well. It helps them. But I just think this boy's got the all-round game. I'm, I'm not saying he's brilliant. He has to be in a forward position. I think if you go and play him sitting midfield player, he'll go and dictate the game all day long for you. If you go and ask him to go in a forward position, he'll go and make the passes. It opens up defences and scores goals. He's just a talented mm. boy. Sammy, how do you see him fitting in then alongside or instead of the other midfielders that Celtic have got? I think the difference, uh, the boy can hit a ball, he can shoot, he can score goals. I think with, um, with midfields too square, they can put the ball across too, too much. He's not direct, but... Uh, the boys are saying that I think he'll score a barrel of goals He's really very attack-minded Which is brilliant Do you see it being Sammy And by the way There is still work to be done on this Obviously But I think most people Expecting it to happen Do you see this being A replacement for Tom Rogic Do you expect him to move on And, and then David Turnbull Takes that place in the squad I think Turnbull Will push for a, a First team no problem Definitely man Definitely You know And um, but you say it's going to go over the line, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Roger. The, yeah, I mean Roger. The, you, you spoke about the fact that you think he's played his last game uh, for Muddle. There is that slight. Uh, would you would you call it an added complication? The fact that the sides play each other this weekend. So you know, even if it's not quite over the line by then, are you really going to put the, the player in that position? Um, I, I don't think it's a complication, Gordon. I think it's just one of those things. I think Celtic would like the deal done prior to the game so that David Turnbull doesn't turn up and embarrass them in the game you know maybe scoring a winner at Celtic Park I remember many years ago after the deal was done Scott Brown was going to Celtic in the summer did he not play in a Hibernian team in the last day of the season that beat Celtic before making his you know four million pound plus move along the M8 so I think Celtic would like to have David Turnbull in a green and white shirt if he's going to be playing in the game at Celtic Park on Sunday Sammy, thanks for joining us. That was Sammy in Carntine. Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Callum McGregor says he sees a lot of himself in David Turnbull. Says he'd welcome him to Celtic. Uh, you will remember it was it was the saga of last year, wasn't it? 21-year-old Muddle midfielder last season meant to, to join Celtic. The deal collapsed when a medical flagged up a knee issue. Um, as we told you a minute ago, Neil Lennon confirming the talks now are ongoing again and McGregor is hopeful they can make a move. I think he's been excellent. Um, you know, obviously Celtic have been monitoring for a while and um, you know he's a top young player, so I think it'd be good if we could get him in and like I said, another another face, another bit of competition for the for the boys as well and, and, and that always drives the standard on. Um, like you said, his his style of play is, is, is kinda of similar to myself as well where you know you want to do it sort of everything in the game and, and, and chip in with goals and, and assists as well so no it's definitely a young exciting talent and you know it's, all the right noises are coming for, for everywhere that everybody likes him he's a good kid as well and um, you know to get him in would be would be good for Celtic and, and good for us and good for the selling club Roger Hanna because there becomes a point where as much as you don't want to lose your best player there's a point where financially you, you simply can't turn it down well, that's the case, and listen, Motherwell are built on that model. We discussed it last week that you know Motherwell 
need to sign a player, if not every transfer window, then certainly every year. And they look to get a cup run as well, which they've done under Stephen Robinson in the last few years. So the Motherwell model is working very well. And David Turnbull, for me, will, will just be the next one to go. James Scott, he went to, to Hull City in the last window. Not so long before that, it was Cedric Kipri, I think, heading down south. There have been other examples as well. This would be probably... The, the most successful example, if you like, if you're looking at the Motherwell Youth Academy and uh, the conveyor belt of talent, because this was a, a homegrown kid and this was a kid who's going for an awful lot of money and it will allow Motherwell to be financially comfortable for a period of time after a very uncomfortable six months because of the shutdown of football with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, keep your calls coming, 0141-951-1025. Let's hear what you've got to say. Um, Gordon, I suppose the concern would be after an injury like that, is he going to be the same player? Does he come back? Is he as fit? Is he as sharp? Does he look the same? We've not had... A great deal of time To come to a conclusion Either way Because the season Is in its infancy What would you say On that front Yeah I think it's, It'll be perfect I think he'll just get better With age Gordon um, It was an injury That had to be dealt with um, You know Before it actually Flagged up at Celtic The lad never missed A day's training It was just one of these Weird situations That the transfer Was put really on hold He had to deal with it He's dealt with it He's come back. As Roger said, he watched him on Saturday um, to the defeat against Hamilton. And he was the best player in the park. You were talking, in here, Gordon, you were talking about the game. And every two seconds you were mentioned in Turnbull. The one thing that I think Celtic will like about this is he's not going there to probably just sit on the bench all the time. I think that gives the full midfield of Celtic a G up to say, do you know what? There's a terrific young player with great talent here and if we don't start performing to the levels that Neil Lennon wants us to do and this guy comes in they might not have their jersey I think it's great competition for Celtic it's a great piece of business uh, but I'm just saddened that Celtic have to go and weaken us before Sunday <laughs> uh, Roger you know uh, the question can he get a game how, how much of a game does he get how do you see that side of it playing out because Celtic are pretty well off for numbers in that area of the pitch Yes, they are, but they're going to have an awful lot of games coming up in a reasonably short period of time. Um, part of that down to the postponements at the start of the season, but, but just part of it down to the number of games Celtic play, Champions League games, you, you would have to hope for you know for Scottish football and Celtic to progress into the Champions League group phase. It would be good kudos for the Scottish game. There'll be the defence of the Betfred Cup, there'll be two Scottish Cup campaigns and they're already playing catch-up in the Premiership. So I think it's unrealistic to think that Neil Lennon could pick the same 11 every week. I think you'll see Scott Brown drop out for games from time to time. Um, Callum McGregor very rarely gets a rest, but if you throw in the Scotland games as well, and he's in this squad for the Israel and Czech games, if David Turnbull was there and if in charm keeps up the performances he's shown in the last week or so, then they will get match time as well. But all Neil Lennon can do is give the platform to David Turnbull. Once he's at the football club, it's up to the player himself to show that he's worthy of a place in the team. Now let's find out what John thinks. John's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, John. All right, Gordon, Gordon and Roger. Nice to talk to you again. So, I think it's testament to Celtic that they've kept in for the boy after the injuries and it's testament to the young boy's attitude that he's, he's buckled down. But I've got a feeling, I know Gordon, you're a big fan of Cham, so am I, but I've got a feeling, I know maybe Tom Rogers is going to go, but if Celtic sign Turnbull, I think if they get an offer for a living Cham, they'll take it. 
Um, it would need to be for me, John, a massive offer. Um, uh, you're correct. I'm a big fan. But Roger was saying there, and he's totally right. See, this season, you need a big, big squad. And I think that with the amount of games coming up, you've got international games, you've got games coming thick and fast, you've got, you know, league games coming, you've got Scottish Cup, you've got Europe, you've got everything in that bracket coming up this season. And it's going to be a lot of games. And I think you need a big, big squad, especially if you're Celtic and Rangers are big too, that'll be uh, contesting for most of it. So, yeah, Tom Rogic probably will leave. And I think if that's the case, then, you know, he'd be happy to bring Turnbull in. But I'm not too sure that he'll be in a hurry to get in Cham out the door. I like him. I really do. I think he's quality. I think the more quality players you've got at your club, the better. Because as I said there earlier, when you go onto that park and you look round at the bench, the one thing you start thinking, I, I really need to get my game really up here and make sure that I don't give the manager any excuse to let me, you know, put me on the bench and let someone come on and take my turn here because it's great competition for places. And I think Celtic have certainly built that in the middle of the park. I agree with you, Gordon. Just, I think as well, he, uh, and, uh, I'm a big fan of Chairman. The past last week he played, I think it was the last goal, was sublime, man. I mean, he's a very gifted player, but... I just think if, if the money's there, I, I mean, I mean, it's been known sale to take the money for players, you know what I mean? But even this year, if they get Turnbull, I think what they'll do is some of the games, Scott Brown will probably drop out and Cal McGregor will sit in there, they'll put you know, a bit deeper. Well, uh, it, and, uh, John, it gives, them, it gives them options to change formation. It does give them options to rest Scott Brown because I remember not that long ago they went to the 4-1, 4-1 and McGregor sat in there when Brown was out of the team and done a terrific job but you need a big squad especially this season you will need a big squad and take into consideration there may be a few injuries in there as well so you're right about and Cham if a big offer comes in and it's the same for any player whether it be a Celtic player Rangers player Motherwell Hibs whatever it is if a big offer comes in that club can't refuse then they've got to look at it. But I don't think that Neil Lennon will be in any hurry whatsoever to say we want offers for for Enchampy get him out of the club. What do you think, Roger? What do you think, Roger? Yeah, I would tend to agree. It was a spell a few weeks ago when I thought Encham might be the one who was sold um, just to sort of bankroll the, the summer spending because Celtic, Neil Lennon still looks for a centre-half. He's still looking for a left-back. If there are other deals to be done out there, you know, he's not closed his mind to that either. But it's interesting. Rogic now seems to have fallen beneath in Cham. There's interest in the Middle East in Rogic. So Rogic might just be the one who goes. I would expect that to happen. That then funds Turnbull and it also leaves a little bit of money over, you know, maybe to, to plug a couple of holes at the back, you know, just deepen the options at the back because you've seen, you know, Neil Beton's getting in the last couple of games ahead of Christopher Ayer. Um, he's performed well, but I'm not sure Beton long term is the option at centre half. And of course, with, with the ball and goalie scenario, Celtic are still a bit light at left back too. Is Aaron Hickey a possibility? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. No. No, I don't think. I, th- I, th- I think Aaron Hickey will leave Hearts in this window, but I don't think he's destined for Celtic. There we go. Final word to you, John. Oh, no, I don't agree with these guys, but uh, just as I say, is it Roger? Do you know if there's any news in the, the Duffy one? No, the boy Duffy coming. Um. Well, Neil Lennon spoke on Friday and said they had made an inquiry about Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy, because of his contract situation at Brighton and because of the riches of the English Premier League, is going to cost an awful lot of money, depending 
who you believe that the deal just to get him on a season-long loan could be anything between two million pounds and five million pounds. He's on an awful lot of money. I believe Brighton want whoever takes him to pay his wages in full. And you might find that a West Ham or a West Brom or another team in the English Premier League might be willing and able to do that. Um, Whereas it would be an awful big spend for Celtic just to get a loan player in for one year. Thank you very much. That was John on the line. If you want to speak to the guys, it's 0141-951-1025. We're going to hear from Kamar Roof. He says he's seen the high standards set by Steven Gerrard with Alfredo Morelos being dropped at the weekend. So Rangers fans... What do you make of what did you make of Kamar Roof at the weekend? What about that forward line, the options, Alfredo Morelos, how it all fits together? Give us a call, we'll hear from Kamar Roof next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch in two ways on the phone or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's see what we've got. Uh, on Twitter on the subject of David Turnbull Soccer Zine says Even with the arrival of Turnbull Celtic need to keep him charm The guy can play anywhere In central midfield uh, The gambler is on He says Don't know why my fellow Celtic fans are moaning Young Scottish talents more likely to stay Rogic likely away Cham away this year or next And Brown is another year older Planning ahead for change At Parkhead And just on the Shane Duffy point Alan Mackey says I disagree with Roger About spending that kind of money To bring Duffy to Celtic For just one year It would be worth the spend For how big this season is 0141 That is the number you need Rangers fans uh, Let's hear from Kamar Roof Then we'll hear from you He says he's seen the high standards Set by Steven Gerrard With Alfredo Morelos Being dropped at the weekend He also says he'll get the shirt From the weekend Signed and framed Despite it being misspelled On the back I've come here and we play with about four very, very creative players. So it's, it's a joy to play in this team. Um, non-stop movement, receiving um, the ball, combinations between ourselves, so it's good. It, it comes down to the dressing room and the, the staff here as well. I've been made to feel so welcome. It's, it's fair, I feel like I've been here for a long time. You come into a club like this, that's the, that's the standard. Um, and the gaffer knows it through his experience at Liverpool. Um, it's simple as that. You work hard during the during the week, prepare correct for the game, and you hope that you'll you'll be selected. I realised it when I come off and I, I sat down. Um, JD told me I thought he's winding me up, so I checked and it it was. Well, I'll have to keep it and sign it and get the boys to sign it and put it on my wall. Uh, longing for the post-lockdown era Gordon where we can go back to indoor press conferences Where you don't have to compete with the lawnmower in the background But that's fine Safety first and all that What did you make of Kamar Roof at the weekend? Um, yeah I thought he had a slow start to the first half Gordon But he's got to take time uh, He's still to go up to really match speed, match fitness And that takes games Second half I thought he was a lot better Came alive He had a terrific header that hit the bar And I was talking to you off uh, earlier talking about I watched his finish today again and his movement inside the box is terrific um, he's always on the go he's looking for that half chance just to put the ball in the back of net I think he'll be a top signing for Rangers I really do I think once he gets that that fitness the sharpness that you need uh, the speed of the Scottish game 
I think that he'll be a big, big player this season for Rangers. And whether they spell his name or not, see me personally, I would keep the the same spelling. That'd be a lucky <laughs> omen for me. I used to have sub in the back of mine, <laughs> uh, but uh, he will not be caring how they spelt it. As he said there, he's got to keep his jersey. It's always great, especially in a big club. Get your first goal up and running. The confidence it gives you, and he's already there. 0141-951-1025 What do you think? What did you make of Kamar Roof at the weekend? It's early days Can you see him developing into being The number one striker? Does that still belong to Alfredo Morelos? What does his future hold? There's a bit of a jigsaw going on How do you see the pieces coming together? Let us know right now 0141-951-1025 Roger well, I think it's important to keep him grounded by making him cut the grass after the games on a Saturday. That's what they used to do with the mushroom at Celtic Park back in the day. Um, listen, he's done well. All you can ask of strikers when they come into the club is that they get off and running with an early goal. Kamar Roof did that at the weekend. Um, Cedric Eaton looks like a striker who could do with a goal already. Um, it'll be interesting to see just what sort of jolt of confidence he would get as and when he does score his first Rangers goal. Um, is Morelos still first-choice striker? Um, if you listen to Stephen Gerrard post-match on Saturday, it would indicate he probably is no longer first-choice striker. Um, we're fascinated to see the Rangers squad including the substitute at Hamilton on Saturday evening, and then the makeup of the Rangers squad after the international break, and whether or not Alfredo Morelos is still part of it then. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, but you've got never say never in this game, Gordon, because all it needs is a couple of injuries at training or whatever. Leave yourself short, and you may have to just turn back to Morelos. I think that everyone's now jumped on the bandwagon yeah, let's all agree it's better for him to move on. If that's the case and the lad wants to move on, Stephen Gerrard's come out and said that. He's making things easy for me. See, the thing about the Rangers manager is in a, he's a more powerful position this season because he's brought in two new strikers. So he's got what he thinks is two quality strikers to re- replace him. Last year, he sort of uh, depended on Morelos for his goals and put up with a lot of things. So they, they have to be an end game somewhere. Whether he leaves the club and goes on and everybody wishes him well or all of a sudden he can find his way back in. And football, when you think that door's closed, something may happen and it just opens back up again. But only time will tell what happens with Morelos. I think the the, the, the sense of everybody is he needs to move on. Rangers get the money in and everybody starts moving on. And Jeffrey's a Rangers fan on the line. Jeffrey, how do you see the Rangers attack shaping up at the moment then? Um, I think now that the, the two new players that have signed, um, I was quite impressed with the game last night, uh, on sun- sorry, last night, Sunday. Um, regarding Morelos, I, I was listening last night. Um, it's, it's difficult. I would keep Kent and sell Morelos. Um, I, I mean, it's it's been very hard for Morelos, I reckon. Playing in Scotland, he's probably found it difficult. Um, but now that Stephen Gerrard has come out and said what he said, I think he has to sell him. Yeah, I mean, Roger, the back page of your newspaper, I think, this morning, uh, carrying a story with Ryan Kent, um, being happy at Rangers, not not bothering about you know looking to move away. So that will be encouraging, I'm sure, for the Rangers fans listening. 
Yeah, I think it would be encouraging for Stephen Gerrard if he had that conversation with Ryan Kent and Ryan Kent said he would, he would like to stay. Um, he has only, I think, 23 years of age, Ryan Kent. He's only into the second season of his permanent spell at Rangers. Um, I think he will appreciate the significance of the season um, in terms of the, the chase for the championship here. Um, I don't think he will want to be seen to be bailing out at any stage at the minute. I think Morelos' situation is different. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard would not be averse to selling Morelos. I think Stephen Gerrard would be averse to selling Ryan Kent during this transfer window and during this season. Has he been Rangers' main man in the early stages of this season? His, his form is very good, Gordon. Um, you've got to say that. He's stepped up to the plate. He's scoring goals. He's creating. He's, he's a player just now that if Rangers are struggling a little bit, a little bit below par... He's a guy that can open up the defences and, and create something. So I think he's become a very big player. They did pay £7 million for him, so they're expecting a lot from him. Um, I don't think there's any way, unless ridiculous money comes in, that they will sell him. Um, but he certainly became such an important player. But the big question marks, obviously, on Morelos. And and Jeffrey was saying there that you know he found it difficult in Scotland. I sort of disagree with that. He scored. He was brought here to score goals, and he scored goals. I th- I thought he's been a very good player for Rangers indeed. Okay, the last few months, well, since the turn of the year, hasn't really worked out for him. Not scored that many, uh, but he's still a goal scorer, and some team will take him and take a chance on him. And Rangers need to recruit with the money. I mean, Roger, I'm just thinking maybe. Nine months ago, for instance, Alfredo Morelos, he would have been the Rangers player that all the Rangers fans would phone in here and say, we can't lose him. We can't afford to lose him. I just wonder if that, is that now Ryan Kent's position, if you like, in the argument? I think nine or ten months ago, Rangers were reliant on Morelos for goals. I'm not sure that's the case. Now, the Rangers team has evolved over the last nine or ten months. Um, Just look at the... The situation of defence, you know, they've got the defence, the best defensive start to a season, I think, since 1929. Um, we always criticise Tavernier for his, his defending, quite often criticise Conor Goldson for his defending, but they've looked far more assured at the back. The midfield for me has evolved as well. I think, you know, Glenn Kamara missed out at the weekend, but when Kamara, Jack, and Aribo are fit, they look like the sort of midfield three now. And Ryan Kent's influence has grown and grown and grown, not just the opening goal of Petodrio in the opening day of the season, but you know the, the influence throughout the team. So Rangers are they're now less reliant on Morelos to win games. The match winners are through the team. Sometimes it's Kent, sometimes it's Aribo. The influence of Barisic at the start of the season has been fantastic for Rangers. And they've now got Roof and it in as well. Yeah, Jeffrey, what did you make of Kamar Roof at the weekend? We just heard from him. He's a bit behind on fitness, I think Stephen Gerrard said as much. But are you starting to see signs that, that he can be this, the main man or, or one of the main strikers for Rangers this season? Well, it's going to take time. Um, he's not had many matches. I'm sure as we keep saying, the games are going to come thick and fast. I'm sure he'll get his fitness. Um, yeah, I'm quite, I was quite impressed with him. But can I make another point as well? And I know you're probably going to discuss this later on in the programme. Go for it. Um, the Scotland squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hearing on I was hearing on the news that uh, Stevie Clark is going to have difficulties getting a team together with regarding travelling restrictions. Um, what I would like to know is. Um, 
what the team is because they didn't announce it, what the team is and um, is it going to be difficult to maybe, I know we're going to beat Israel because um, I've seen Israel play a lot um, how do you think Scotland will do in uh, playoffs mm. and then yeah, and then uh, qualifiers Yeah, I mean Je- Jeffrey's absolutely bang on, Roger we will definitely look at that in great detail later on in the show but since he asked, I think that the travelling thing isn't actually too big a deal at the moment it only really applies um, to Lewis Morgan and Johnny Russell I think those were the players that Stevie Clark intimated that he would have had in amongst the group if things had been a bit different if it had been easier and safer to to get people travelling over Um, I don't think it really affected anyone else at this stage no, I don't think so. Um, when when the Scotland team travels to Olomouc in the Czech Republic for the second of the Nations League qualifiers, which I think is a week on Monday, Gordon, they will be in their own, uh, I think, bubble is the word they use now, isn't it? Um, they're sort of quarantined themselves. They will fly out by charter flight. They will be straight onto a disinfected bus. They will go straight to the hotel. They will stay there other than training and the match itself in the stadium and all of much and they will all come back together um, there are no fans there, it doesn't affect the Tartan army um, the media will only travel to cover the game if certain arrangements are in place i.e. the Czech Republic isn't by then on the UK list of countries you need to self-isolate when you come back from or as the under-21s are finding with, with their trip to Lithuania that week Gordon if the other country puts the UK on its list because I think um, Scott Gamble's under-21 team are having a few issues because Lithuania has put the UK on its list therefore Scotland need to make special arrangements for travelling over there in, in their own bubble yeah, it's a 24-man squad, Jeffrey. so I won't read them all uh, But the headlines are Robbie McCrory If you're starting goals, he comes in for the first call-up uh, Livingston goalie on loan from Rangers um, Sort of similar look to, to the back four The likes of Cooper and Gall- or the defence, sorry Cooper and Gallagher and McKenna and O'Donnell, etc um, Kieran Tierney comes back in to join the likes of Andy Robertson and Greg Taylor We've got our usual strong midfield And then the headline really is that Lyndon Dykes um, has... Pledged his allegiance to Scotland at the moment So he gets a first call up um, In amongst the likes of McBurney and Barkin Forest and so on But you're absolutely right Geoffrey. We're going to look at that in a bit more detail later on in the show uh, So anyone else that's listening and has got any thoughts Get your calls in 01419511025 And we'll take more of them after the travel with Stephen 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL's here Roger Hanna joins us from home It feels like we're back in March Gordon DL Where it's just you and I And we, we have to cross over and, and speak to Roger Hanna Via the wonders <laughs> of modern technology Do you know I was saying to you there Gordon at break And I hate to admit this live in radio I'm missing him yeah, do you know why that is, Roger? Because there was no one to make his coffee. You should have seen his face. He knows that I won't do it. He was gutted when he arrived, and he had already clocked that your car wasn't in the car park, and he knew that that meant he had to make his own coffee. Well, I was expecting that to be question one and beat the pundit. Who makes Daz's coffee and Roger's uh, not in? Honestly, distraught, aren't you? I, 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 honestly, we went through uh, went through March. Was it March and April and even into May? And I get used to it And then when Roger come back in It was great to see him And looking healthy And I thought That's, that's great You know Great role model there uh, But now he's disappeared again uh, We are on Twitter as well as the phones At Clyde SSB Andy Rogers is on He says good evening I wouldn't mind Rangers Throwing in a cheeky bid for Turnbull That would really liven things up Roger A good uh, a good old transfer tug of war I don't think that's necessarily on the cards though 
No, I don't think it's in the cards, but um, speaking from a tabloid newspaper point of view, yes, I'm all for that. <laughs> that would be exciting, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, well, let's read between the lines of Andy's point then. I think whether you know we get a transfer tug of war or not, I don't think so. Um, but I would guess that Andy, as a Rangers fan, is suggesting that is the type of player that, that Rangers need within their midfield. Is that, I think, is that yeah. valid? I think... Any of the teams Well only Celtic Rangers That's the only two teams The lad would consider in Scotland well, Let's say even the type Rather than him specifically Right uh, The type of player Yeah I think he'd be brilliant For Rangers as well As I said Gordon I just think the boys Are terrific talent um, You know You question Where can he play What's his best position What's his strengths I just think the boys Got it all I really do uh, He was unfortunate About his injury He's moved on from that He's back to his best As Roger witnessed At the weekend And Obviously I think He will be going to Celtic Great bit of business Great bit of business Right It's 0141 We'd love for you to join us On the phone David and Blantyre Has already dialed the number Let's see what's on David's mind How's it going? Hi uh, Good evening Gordon Gordon and Roger How are you doing? Yeah, all good David All good Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good, thanks. I, I phoned a couple of weeks ago and I spoke, um, obviously, initially, uh, with, with Gordon having a problem with his hip. And I said, you know, I work in Motherwell, so I thought I'd see them up in Mary Street and I would take a bit of push uh, when I was on my lunch break. Uh, so I was just wondering if it was any better that if he tried to maybe get up Hamilton Road and maybe, maybe we're in the moorings for a wee, you know, a wee soft drink to... Nah, it's no. getting worse, isn't it? The, the, I think the, the wet weather you, yeah. should have seen the, you should have seen the nick of him Trying to get into the studio Yeah, but I've been overdoing it I've been golfing and cycling I'd cycle up the, the Hamilton Road Which is quite a, quite a test Just imagine you in first gear Oh, it's a test up there, I'll tell you but... I, usually, I usually drive down it And that, that's, that's enough for me Because it's always packed at Kind of quarter to five You know Get the tow rope looked out If you ever see him I think he needs all the help he can get What about on the football front, David? What have you got for us? Yeah, absolutely. What it was, I mean, I know um, in regards to the Celtic situation with supposedly, you know, in talks, uh, or, well, looking at Shane Duffy mm-hmm. from, from Brighton um, and reading and seeing things, obviously, you know, on the internet and so forth, um, I'm all for Celtic looking at signing an R-Central defender after Semenovic left. Um, I do think they've been another one there. Um, I've not seen a lot of, of Duffy, so I, I mean I've seen the odd, you know, Premiership games that he's been involved in. Um, I know he's not the, well, for what I've seen, I know he's not the. Uh, I mean, he's a stopper, so that, that's what I would I would class it as. Um, but I think the Celtic need a left-sided central defender if we're going to play three at the back moving forward because Ayer has played there, and from what I've noticed is you know it's not comfortable for him. He always seems to turn inside on his right foot every time he makes a pass. So there's that side of it. I think it's got got to be left sided. I don't know uh, enough about Duffy to see if he, you know, to know if he is a left sided centre half. If that's the case, but the way I look at it is that what's been said is it's a possibly a, a two million pound loan fee. You know, he's got three years left in his contract. He's well paid. Um, he's got a, a two million pound loan fee. If he's on the bones, he's forty grand a week. That's another two million quid a year, um, just for a season. And the way I think is no, not for me. Um, I'd rather be out that surely the, the scouting network there must be alternative options there where they can bring somebody in for maybe maybe a bit more peer transfer, a bit more. But you get the guy in a three four year contract, maybe a wee bit younger as well, 
I know that uh, I think Duffy, Duffy's about 20, 28, 29 maybe. Yep. Um, so that to me, um, I'm not convinced with it. Um, but if it happens, you know, I, that, that, that's, that's fair enough. But I just think that surely a scout network, if you go there, there must be, there must, you know, there'll be a range of, range of guys out there scouting and going to that, you know, right? We want a left side of centre half. You're covering that area, you're covering that area, you're covering that area, whether it's Europe, abroad, you know, further afield, so forth, uh, domestically. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just think, if I'm fine, I'll be happy. You know, don't get me wrong, but I just think it's. Um, so it's financially rather than football that you, you think it doesn't make sense financially? Well, I, I don't, I, well, I, I don't think, you know, I, I know that, that, you know, that someone, you'd, you'd, you'd mentioned something earlier, uh, gone that, that someone had, had posted, I think, on Twitter saying, you know, or get the guy in. This is the you know the biggest season ever, and so forth. But you know, what what happens then if right? Okay, so he's here for a season, and if he does well, for talking sakes, he does well, and then Celtic want to buy him, or have the offer to buy him, he's still got two years left at Brighton on the bones of forty k a week, which has been you know mm-hmm. reported that he's on. So um, where that kind of worries me slightly as well is you know Brighton stayed in the Premiership. Way, you know, the skin of their teeth. Um, again, that, and he didn't feature as much as, as what you know the the other centre half did. So that 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 concerns me slightly. But I'm I'm not being uh, down on it at all. I'm, I'm just putting it yeah. over as a view. You guys is. No, I think I think it's a, it's obviously a fair consideration, Roger, and I'm sure people at Celtic are are weighing up as well whether it whether it makes financial sense. Oh, well I'll tell them It doesn't make financial sense But when did financial sense Ever really its head In Scottish football um, It's a huge season In Scottish football And whether it makes Financial sense or not Doesn't necessarily Rule the deal out He has a good player When Chris Shooting was there It was uh, it was Lewis Dunk And Shane Duffy At the back They always did well For Brighton Graham Potter took the job Last year And Duffy has been Sort of phased out The team if you like First of all by Adam Webster And now Ben White's Come back to the club After a very successful Loan spell at Leeds And I would expect him to start for Brighton in the new season so Duffy is down the pecking order he does earn a lot of money if he's not going to get a game Brighton are going to try and get him out either on a permanent deal or on a loan deal but players of that quality international players of that quality who have been in the English Premier League for a number of seasons they command top dollar as you say three years left on his deal Um, he's not old by any stretch of the imagination for a centre half so he, he, he has a value there and if Celtic decide they're not going to pay that going rate for a Premier League centre-half, then plenty of others will. I try my best to stay away from the sort of lazy labels, but the one you keep hearing about Shane Duffy, you know, a no-nonsense defender, one of these phrases that just always pops up, Roger, is that, is that fair? Is that an accurate description? Yeah, listen, I don't think you can just be a no-nonsense defender anymore in the English Premier League. You need to have a bit of football about you. Um, he's not the silkiest player. He doesn't stride out from the back with the ball at his feet like Virgil van Dijk or someone. But he gets the job done. 
Um, you don't get to play so long in the English Premier League. You don't get to win so many caps for the Republic of Ireland if you just head it the way you're facing and kick it the way you're facing, Gordon. Um, he does have a bit of football about him, but he's big, he's strong, he's uncompromising, he's good in the air. He would be a good signing for Celtic. It's just a question of, can Celtic get better value for their money elsewhere? Is that still the priority then, David? Is it, is it that centre-back? We've obviously kicked off the show discussing David Turnbull. Um, I think a new left back is obviously an option as well. What's the priority? Um, I, I do think this. Well, I, I would say initially it's, it's, it's centre half, and, and again, as I mentioned earlier, Gordon, it's the left side of centre half where I think that we need a, a, a bit of, you know, somebody to come in. And I, I agree with what Roger had said. You know, he's an internationalist as well. Thirty odd caps for Ireland. You know, I, I'm not by belittling the guy by any stretch, but I'm just saying that looking at the way that Celtic have done their transfer business in the last few years, to me, I think it might scupper the deal from happening. Whether they can come to some sort of alternative, whether it's a, right, OK, we'll pay you X amount for the loan fee and you pay part of his wages, possibly. But we need a, we need a, left, a, a left-sided centre-half to give, uh, and again, uncompromising. Uh, again, that's, that's, that's the word I would use. A stopper, somebody in there, you know, put their head in where it hurts, Matter, throw their body in front of things. I don't, I don't, you know, we don't, if you're playing three at the back, you don't need three centre halves to be the, the, the betting brother. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I want my, my, you want your centre halves to, to be able to, again, be a threat at set pieces, corners, free kicks when they go up. But um, I don't know, it's, it's not a, 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 a bemoaning of the player. I'm just thinking the way that the deal is that it might. You know, it, it might. You know, other teams in the in the lower echelons of the Premiership might come in and go. Well, do you know what? We fancy them. We've got the money. We'll pay it. Yeah, that's a fair point. That was David and Blantyre. Thank you very much for getting in touch with the guys tonight. It takes us up to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Your chance to win a signed ball and get the bragging rights over Roger or Gordon if you can get more football questions right than they can. It's that simple. 0141-951-1025. Phone us now, phone us before 7 o'clock and you could be playing beat the pundit. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been discussing David Turnbull's Potential move to Celtic We heard from Kemar Roof And how he's settling in at Rangers One of the other big stories today Is the announcement of the latest Scotland squad We've not had one in ages And there's quite a few talking points Because Lyndon Dykes has been handed A Scotland call-up Was he going to pledge his International allegiance to Australia Or Scotland Well it's Scotland for now We've called them up And it depends what happens uh, From here So What do you make of the squad As a whole Is there anyone that you Would have liked to have seen included That's missed out Is there anyone Who shouldn't be in it And what about Lyndon Dykes Is that the right decision Is he good enough To lead the line For Scotland going forward Let us know 01419511025 We'll hear from the Scotland boss Stevie Clark after this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. What a game we had on Beat the Pundit last night, by the way. Alec Ray, did he did he lose? I can't remember. Seven six. No, he lost in a tiebreaker. It was seven all. Sorry, and he lost in a tiebreaker. Seven all. 
Uh, so I don't expect quite as much of a classic tonight, but let's find out how we go. Paul is in Drumchapel. How's it going, Paul? Hi, how's it going, guys? Yeah, all good, Paul. Oh. Thanks. Everything well at your end? Sorry, right. I am. I'm working the so. Well, as as all right as can be. I mean, yeah, I've just looked at a series of tweets, Gordon, to just sort of rub in how just all right it is at the moment. A tweet from uh, Les Mahago, AFC, mm-hmm. who had to cancel their first training session back because the pitch is waterlogged. Oh. Now it's August, and I've then been sent a tweet from Jamesy, who says he's listening in, driving home from the du- uh, from five asides in Dubai, and it's forty eight degrees. <sighs> So well done, Jamesy. There we go. Jamesy's got the right idea. Right, so I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, Paul will take on Roger, and if it's tails, it will be Gordon DL. And it's tails. Gordon DL up against Paul Indram Chapel. Happy with that, Gordon? Go Del- get, delighted get, with game, that. Game face on. Game face is on. Good. Right, I'll give you some Clyde too to distract you for a few minutes. Paul, I'll put thirty seconds on the clock. Answer as many right as you can, and you can pass. I think everyone knows the rules by now, but I just like to repeat them. Everything clear. Right, let's go Good man, 30 seconds, time starts now In what year did Reno Gattuso sign for Rangers? 98 Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Buddies? Sunderland Which country won Euro 88? Euro 88 Holland Who scored for Celtic at the weekend? Uh, A jetty Which side defeated Glasgow City in the Women's Champions League last week? Wolfsburg How many goals were scored in the most recent Betfred Cup final? One Who won more Scotland caps Tom Boyd or Davy Weir Tom Boyd Okay Let's bring Gordon back Gordon can you hear us Yes Paul's magnificent by the way I would imagine he was No I'm serious You ready Yeah Same set of questions to you In what year did Reno Gattuso Sign for Rangers Uh, 2006 Which Scottish side Are nicknamed the Buddies Superman Which country won Euro 88 uh, Greece Who scores for Celtic At the weekend <laughs> Uh, a jetty Which side defeated Glasgow City In the Women's Champions League Last Barcelona. week Barcelona How many goals were scored In the most recent Betfred Cup final uh, Three Who won more Scotland caps Tom Boyd or Davy Weir Davy Weir Who are the most Westerly side In the Scottish Championship Where's West <laughs> Opposite East And the Scottish Championship <laughs> I don't know Just guess a team uh, uh, Who's in the Scottish Championship Hurry up uh, Um I don't even know who's in this Oh no chance Time up Time up Time up Time up Come on You you were all over the place there See when you know you've got one wrong You then just panic I did Paul surely you've done him Well well, I hope so Because I've only been on once before That was something to beat me Oh no chance Revenge is on the cards (laughs) Roger Hanna I've got visions of you Chuckling away in the living room Honestly, I nearly wet the couch That's the best beat the pundit ever What what one? There was loads There's a lot to pick through here Let's go through them one by one right? Uh, in, what year, in what year did Reno Gattuso sign for Rangers? Well in 2006 he was a World Cup winner So it wasn't then, 1997 <laughs> So you were only 11 years out on that one right? Um, Paul didn't get it right either though ah, So you're fine Paul He was one year out What? <laughs> <laughs> How terrible years uh, Which Scottish side are nicknamed The Buddies It is St Mirren You both got it I still One can't off. get the West Which country won Euro 88 You've got Harry Maguire on your mind I think It wasn't Greece I don't know what on earth you were. That was um, Euro 2004 I think you're getting mixed up with what again What year were you at? Uh, 88 <laughs> <laughs> 
Just a little bit out uh, <sighs> The Netherlands Well done to Paul Oh no Paul, Paul goes 2-1 in front Who scored for Celtic at the weekend? A Yeti You both got it 3-2 to um, Paul Which side defeated Glasgow City In the Women's Champions League? It was Wolfsburg so much. Paul got it No 4-2 to Paul How many goals were scored In the most recent Betfred Cup final I was at it What was the score He said three goals I can't remember Christopher Julian Offside We had to discuss oh, it For about six weeks no. afterwards One Paul got it 5-2 to Paul I've got scalped here Who won more Scotland caps Tom Boyd or Davy Weir It's a 50-50 chance And you got it wrong <laughs> Did Paul get it? Paul got it 72 for Tom Boyd 69 for Davy Weir 6-2 to Paul You had the chance to get one back Save a bit of face I still cannot think of Who are the most westerly side in the championship? You couldn't even name any championship side Never mind the most westerly one I'm trying to think of who's in the championship Right Roger, help him out It must be United, Dad It's actually It's actually Morton Oh, yeah. see, I was thinking here, but I thought no chance. What? Why no chance? Because I didn't think they were the most, and I've, I'm proven right. Did I get that? Did I get a point for it? Absolutely not, Paul. You have absolutely spanked him. An embarrassment for Gordon DL. A great success for you. The sign ball is on its way. Well done, Paul. Yeah, it's getting there, guys. Cheers. Well done, Paul. Uh, you're not so full of the beans tonight. Usually, when you and the mushroom win, you like to wind up the, the poor contestant. You look gutted. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. I Which just... one of those answers is the worst? Do you think? Um, well, Katusha was unlucky. Yeah, just eleven years I, out. Yeah. Do you know what was the, the worst for me there? The championship teams. I could not think of the championship teams. Of any championship. I was actually team. the first one that came into my head was Partick Thistle, right? And I'm going, they're not even in the championship. Um, no. I, I thought he heard and I went, no, it's not here. Roger, what was the worst out of all those answers? Well, I think given that he was at the game, yeah. oh, and given that we spoke Roger. about the game for six weeks last season, Fraser Foster's penalty, Alfredo Morelos' oh, miss, Christopher Julian's offside goal. <laughs> oh. you're, miss, you're missing me, Daz. You're just not the same when I'm not there. Oh. I've, had a bad, I've had a bad beat the pundit, but I've, that happened to me about... Eight months ago I had one real bat And, I, and you bounced back I yeah, bounced back brilliantly I can't wait for Thursday now Well done to Paul though The sign ball goes to Paul Indram Chapel Right 0141 951 1025 The Scotland squad It's one of the great Arguments Every couple of months It comes up And people are so sure That we've picked the wrong team Because he should be in it And he shouldn't And he's rubbish And he's not So let us know what you think The squad in general Who Is in there On merit who should be in there that's missed out And what about the headlines Lyndon Dykes He's been given his first call up Fresh from that big money move to QPR He Could play for Australia But he's been called up by Scotland at the moment Is that the right decision? Is he good enough To lead the line for Scotland? You tell us 0141 951 1025 um, At a glance Roger What do you make of the squad? We'll get to some of the specifics No doubt But Just in general um, no surprises really Gordon um, It's a difficult squad for, for Steve Clark to pick For a number of reasons You know ordinarily you would want Lee Griffiths Leading the line for Scotland He doesn't have that opportunity In the past, in the recent past when Lee's been out of the team 
you could look to Stephen Naismith. Stephen Naismith hasn't kicked the ball since March and isn't going to be kicking one for Hearts until October. Um, another time you could be looking at Stephen Fletcher. I believe Stephen Fletcher was playing a bounce game for, for Stoke City today against Shrewsbury. Um, will make his debut for Stoke in the Carabao Cup when it starts at the weekend. But he, I think maybe his international days are gone so there only are so many striking options here's Ryan Fraser hasn't kicked a ball either doesn't even have a club at the minute otherwise he would have been in the squad so and, and I wouldn't like to say the squad quick picks itself but it doesn't surprise me any of the selections at all I think young Robbie McCrory has earned his chance to go into the squad and learn with, with David Marshall and John McLaughlin and Stevie Woods there and I think Lyndon Dykes um, yes, it would be good to get him in and get him capped and keep him away from Australia. But you know, in terms of strikers who are available and have played some football, Lyndon takes his, he probably merits his place in the squad. It's a twenty-four man squad. It's quite a lot to read out. Uh, but I'll do it anyway If you want to see it written down, go to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. The goalies: David Marshall, Robbie McCrory, John McLaughlin. The defenders: Liam Cooper, Declan Gallagher, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Palmer, Andy Robertson, Greg Taylor, Kieran Tierney. The midfielders Stuart Armstrong Ryan Christie John Fleck Ryan Jack John McGinn Callum McGregor Kenny McLean Scott McTominay James Forrest And the strikers Oliver Burke Lyndon Dykes Ollie McBurney And Lawrence Shanklin Like I said What do you make of it Quite simply Any good decisions Any bad decisions In there let us know 01419511025 And Lyndon Dykes Is, is the big one If you like Is that the right decision To call him up Is he good, good enough to lead the line for Scotland What do you make of it as a whole Gordon? Uh, like Roger Not a lot of surprises I'm excited the fact that, that Tierney and Robertson uh, Next week They two will start I'm looking forward to see the system um, Because the two of them can't play at left back And the two of them are fantastic players So he'll have to tweak that somewhere Whether he puts Maybe Tierney on it right back I don't know Whether he changes to a three And puts Tierney at left centre back Where he can play no problem uh, That's uh, that's a big question mark for me But in the front area Dykes Will he get an opportunity Or will he go with uh, McBurney Shanklin's in there That could have been You know he's not played a lot of football Gordon he's been injured Whether he, obviously in his way back Whether he gets a game at the weekend Um just be interesting to see what formation his midfield's always strong we know that that's the strongest part of his team that's where the big headache is for him should we just start sticking midfielders at centre back and right back and up front and just just sort of spread them all around yeah just play all the midfield players first 11 pick on you go that's where it should be but it's a strong midfield up front yeah it'll be interesting to see who plays but my one is obviously Tierney Robertson how does he fit to Fantastic football players on his team What would you do? 01419511025 Stevie Clark says He's not handed Lyndon Dykes The call up just to kill off Australia's chances of getting him He says the forward has a lot to offer And he's glad he's pledged His future to Scotland I spoke to Lyndon A long time ago now Before the potential fixtures In March of this year uh, And we discussed a lot of things uh, Lyndon was very honest He had obviously a chance to go and for Australia as well We had a good chat A good honest chat He gave me his thoughts I gave him my thoughts On what would be What would be best for him Thankfully he's He's named in the squad I, I, I didn't put any pressure on him I wasn't pushing I think it was very important For Lyndon to make The decision that he wanted to make uh, Obviously we can Give him little ideas And we can say What it's going to be like If he comes into The Scotland camp I'm, I'm just glad That he's, he's come down On our side I don't think it's uh, It's a case of Trying to rush someone Into 
to cap them so they can't do anything else. It's about doing the right thing. You come into the squad, you'll work with the squad. I hope we bring his talent, his, his enthusiasm, his, his ability to bring other players into the game and he's got an eye for the goal as well. So I think he can... The way I've set up the team to play before, I think if he, if he plays a lone striker, Linden's a, he's a good worker up there. He, he occupies the central defenders and hopefully that would bring in to, to play the attacking midfield players that we've got in the team. Roger Hanna, what do you make of that decision then to call up Lyndon Dykes? Yeah, listen, I can understand why. Um, you know, it all became apparent last week when he was signing for Queen's Park Rangers. Mark Warburton wasn't keen on signing a player on a four-year contract and that player heading off to Australia every second month to play for the Socceroos, as it were. So I think it was music to Mark Warburton's ears when Lyndon Diggs told him he was wavering towards playing for Scotland. Certainly music to Steve Clark's ears. And, and we don't have a lot of available strikers at the minute. We've said there's no Griffiths. We've said there's no Naismith. You know, in the past, Steve Clark used players like Eamon Brophy, who only gets first start of the season for Kilmarnock at the weekend. Mark McNulty's been around the squad. He's now back at Reading, not necessarily in the first team plans there. Lauren Shanklin's in the squad, but he hasn't played since the first day of the Premiership season because of injury. So Steve Clark's options up top were narrowing, and I think Lyndon Dyke's declaration that he wants to play for Scotland is very timely. Is he good enough to lead the line at international level, Gordon? Uh, that's a big question um, Hard to answer Gordon Because we've not really seen him at that level um, Steve Clark thinks so um, And I can understand What Steve Clark's thinking about You know he's a big strong lad He can hold the ball on Get flick-ons for guys that You know get behind Like the Ryan Christie's of this world Bring the midfield Where we are at our strongest Into the game uh, So I can see where Stevie Clark's coming from With that um, only time will tell um, I do believe that He will stick to the one up top And I think he will Sort of go for Like say a Dykes A McBurney some, Someone like that I, I think it'll be a, a straight pick Between the two Gordon I don't think Chackman mm. will come into it He's got Butler It can play through the middle as well But I don't think that's the case It'll come between Dykes and McBurney Go along with that Roger Because Ollie McBurney's a, An interesting one If you were to focus purely on what happens in the English Premier League, then you would say he, he he would play. He would play for Scotland because he he did a had a very good season for Sheffield United, um, scored goals in the English Premier League. He's had a couple of chances in a Scotland jersey, and and maybe not his own fault, but it's never really come off for him. He's got he gets a lot of criticism. Is it is some of it fair? Is it, is it unfair? Um, I think a lot of it's unfair. Sometimes, Gordon, when it comes to Scotland selection, you need to read between the lines. Now, today, when Steve Clark standing at Hamden being interviewed about the squad, it's inevitable. People will ask about Lyndon Dykes. It's his first call-up. People will ask about Robbie McCrory. It's his first call-up. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about Kieran Tierney being back in the squad, a player who's never played for Scotland under Steve Clark. But it was interesting. Steve Clark started talking about Oliver McBurney. He wasn't asked questions. He wasn't prompted. He started to volunteer how well Oliver McBurney had played for Sheffield United when the English Premier League got back to action in the summer. That would indicate to me he's planning to use Oli McBurney to start the game against Israel at Hamden a week on Friday night. Right, what do you think? 0141-951-1025. Michael is in Kirkintillic. What jumps out at you from the squad, Michael? Oh, it's about John McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what the panel thought. Now, since Rangers haven't conceded a goal this season when he's played, do you think there's a chance for him to jump for number one for both Rangers and Scotland at the same time? Oh, good question, Roger. 
Well, it must be, first of all, Scotland, because we were talking about Scotland, they must be, thin, be in with a chance. David Marshall hasn't played since Wigan were relegated out of the Championship. He moved to Derby County last week, but he won't be as fresh um, as John McLaughlin is. John McLaughlin's taken his chance well with the Rangers. He's been part of this defensive record that, you know, the best since stretching back to 1929. So, John McLaughlin spent a lot of his Scotland career on the bench backing up McGregor or backing up Craig Gordon or backing up Marshall this is maybe the chance for John McLaughlin to get a couple of Scotland caps in this forthcoming game and then once David Marshall's up and running at the start of September with Derby County the two of them can, can have a go head to head Um it's been interesting. I thought McGregor might come back. Alan McGregor for Rangers against Kilmarnock last week. He didn't come straight back into the team. So we'll probably be arguing as to who the first pick is for Steven Gerrard until round about October 17. Because when it's Celtic and it's the old firm game, mm. y- you'll know then who his first choice is. Yeah, I can't argue with anything Roger said there. He's been in terrific form. Clean cheese, Gordon, at Rangers. Uh, he's got match game. Um, so he's fit um, He's sharp He's ready to go uh, David Marshall Not started with Derby yet So it could be an opportunity mm. for him I certainly would be full of confidence If uh, Steve Clark decided to go down that road Because he has shown that he can get in there And be a number one Michael what's your own take on it Because you can't really take anything away from him He's played for Rangers He's not conceded any goals Yeah you could maybe say he's not been that busy At what point do you think Callum McGregor does come back in or does he not? Well, I think McGregor is the better goalkeeper, but at the same time, as you said, we've not considered a goal in is it five league games, so why fix what's not broken? So you can't keep chopping and changing, especially if they're playing Pamela on a plastic pitch when McGregor's knee injury. So I have to ask Mike McLaughlin should be in again this weekend. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one to watch, Roger, because as you say, you know, if it's if it's not now, then then when and, and you know you, you always look for that, that big game that's coming up if if you're to play a, a do or die game tomorrow you'd imagine Alan McGregor goes in but if he's if he's to play when that Celtic game comes around then surely he gets put in the team at some point before that and if that's the case when you, you wonder if the international break is, is the obvious break I, I, I quite agree I think John McLaughlin will play at the weekend I don't think there's any sense in risking Alan McGregor on that surface at Hamilton but then after the international break, I think Rangers first came back maybe at home to the D United at Ibrox. Does Alan McGregor come back in then? Um, it, it's going to be a tough decision for Stephen Gerrard because he, he's never really faced that dilemma. As soon as he signed Alan McGregor, Wes Fodering was out of the picture and Alan McGregor was the number one and he's been undisputed first choice goalkeeper since then. Now there is just a little bit of a dispute because of John McLaughlin's form. Mm. Just to put you on the spot, Michael, while we've got you on the line, we were obviously talking about Lyndon Dykes. Um, you'll have seen him come up against your Rangers side, for instance, at Livingston. Is, is he now at a stage where he can go and make an impact in a Scotland jersey? I think he can make an impact in a Scotland jersey, but it just depends who we're playing. If we're going to play a game where we're going to bump the ball up and he can be a threat, it'll help. But if it's a game where it's a bit more... Free flowing Where you can mm-hmm. kick the ball about He might not Start the thing I think it just depends Who you're playing And what style of football You want to play Yeah I think that's fair Gordon gives It's it's a different option Is that is that what Stevie Clark Will be looking at You don't want all your strikers To do the same job Yeah it depends How he's going to play Back to front uh, Is he going to play Through the middle of the park Is he going to sometimes Go long with a big Strong striker up front To hold it in And flick ons for runners So it's all about How the Scotland manager Sees his tactics 
Good to hear from you That was Michael and Kirk and Tillich Hopefully we'll hear from you soon Michael I've got a full time teaser For you two um, I can see this causing you One or two problems Gordon DL I'll give mm-hmm. you the question next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 0141 951 1025 To join in the discussion Or you can tweet At Clyde SSB And in fact Quite a lot coming in on Twitter on that Scotland squad Colin Johnson says Tierney's currently playing for Arsenal In a back three um, Which is a fair point um, Diego says Clark has made the same mistake As every previous coach since Brown As soon as a player gets into an English Championship team They get called up Regardless of quality or nationality We'll never move forward And uh, Dean with quite a harsh take He says Ollie Mars would be better than Ollie McBurney And I hate Ollie Mars I quite like Ollie Mars Not you with me tonight Oh my goodness Right okay I think we move on swiftly Before you put anyone else mm-hmm. Off their dinner Right um, I like this from J- Sir Jerry of Erskine That's what he's, he's emailed in And he's signed it I've, I've no reason to believe That he actually is a sir But Sir Jerry of Erskine Has sent an email in tonight To fulltime At Clyde1.com And it's with your question on it mm. Since it's Scotland squad Announcement day Since 2010 10 players who have been capped for Scotland Whose surname has four letters or less Or four letters or fewer I should say Since 2010 10 players have been capped by Scotland Whose surname has four letters maximum This could cause chaos for the Dazzler Why uh, do you think I picked it? Uh, can I say Ryan Jack? Oh, can, can I stop that you? Yes, Ryan Jack. Well done. Got, let, let's put, let's see if Gordon's got any before we. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's no Lee Ray. Um, I'm going for a three. Are there three in there? Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going for a three. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going for it. <laughs> Roger. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Anya. Yes. Oh, well get in done. there. Catch Anya. One more from you, Roger. Hey, that, that was going to be my one more. Aye, okay, Roger. Aye, okay, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be back soon. Right, we'll leave it there. You can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Since 2010, 10 players have been capped for Scotland whose surname has four letters maximum. Guys like Ikechi, Anya, Ryan, Jack. We're looking for another eight. Let's see what you can come up with. Uh, before we speak to William and Craig, again, let's round off. Hearing from Stevie Clark, he says he's happy to be able to finally select Kieran Tierney for the first time since taking over. Um, he says free agent Ryan Fraser wasn't fit enough to take part and there were too many complications uh, for Lewis Morgan and Johnny Russell because they play in America. Yeah, I also met Kieran in March uh, before the, the games were cancelled, obviously. Uh, we had a good conversation and chat. Very honest, at that time, Kieran was still recovering from his injuries but was starting to get through the other side. He, he hasn't had the, or he didn't have the best of starts at Arsenal injury-wise. But he did okay when he got in the team, broke in the team. Uh, made a lot of people sit up and take notice that he's a good player. But we knew that anyway. I think everyone who's watched Kieran develop over the years at Celtic knew that he would handle the step up to the English Premier League. Talk about Ryan Fraser, first of all. Obviously, he's not a club, so presumably that was a decision that was pretty straightforward. What have you said to him? I haven't actually spoken to Ryan yet. Obviously, I was waiting for him getting a club. He hasn't got himself a club yet. Uh, he contacted one of the one of the medical staff and, and said that his fitness wouldn't be 
wouldn't be acceptable for a match of this this level. So Ryan's not selected this time. The two boys in America, uh, Morgan and Johnny Russell, we could have brought them over, but with the with the quarantine issues, it would have been a it would have been a little bit unfair on the players and the clubs to do it. That's not to say that I won't do it next time if I need if I need the players in the squad, I will do it. Welcome to episode 43 of How You Fit Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson into the Scotland team. Roger Hanna, are we any closer to finding a a solution? What would be the most popular solution in your mind? Well, I think the only solution is playing a back three with Kieran Tierney at left centre-back where he played a lot of his football with Arsenal in the closing weeks of the Premier League season down south and Andy Robertson, the captain, in a more advanced left wing-back role. I think the personnel in the squad is there. Uh, playing a system like that as well, um, right-back latterly has been a bit of an issue for Scotland. Stephen O'Donnell, who only played a couple of games for Motherwell since he's signed for them. Liam Palmer, who had sort of got ahead of O'Donnell in the pecking order, if you like. He hasn't played any football since March at Sheffield Wednesday. So if you play a three... Could that allow you to play James Forrest on the right-hand side, almost a right-wing-back role? They played that a bit for Celtic last season when Neil Lennon went to the 3-5-2. And it also gives you the opportunity to sort of pack more of those midfielders. I know you were only kidding, God, when you said, let's just fill the, mid- you know, fill the team with all these midfielders. I think a situation like that would allow, you know, maybe McCallum McGregor and Ryan Jack with John McGinn and Ryan Christie just behind Ollie McBurney. You might even be able to squeeze in Scott McTominay as one of the back three where he's played for Manchester United at times. Yeah, I think that, one, you've got to get both in. They're best players, so get them in the team. I think Roger's right. I think that Steve Clark will look at the three. Tierney can play that left centre-back position, no problem. And it allows Robertson just to get up and down the field, which that's where his strength is. He's brilliant at it. So I think that's a, a great strength. That so what got. are you doing the other side then? James Forrest, Liam Palmer, Stephen O'Donnell. Um, depends. If that's, you, that's uh, more. That's more difficult, isn't yeah, it? And you then have yeah, to deal with if, that. If you want to go really attacking, then you would go with a Forrest type thing. Um, you've got the options there. You've got good energy from the three players that you've just come out with, Gordon. But. The big thing is you've just got to get the two guys in your team. I know a lot of people say, well, hold on a minute, it's not about that. When you've got two players of that class, you get them in your side. You fit them in, then you fit everything round about it. Tierney at left centre-back, Robertson at left-hand side. Another way could be a forest. Depends on how the manager is thinking he's going to play. Is it back to front? Is he going to go wide? Is he going to go through the mid-left part? I'll up to Steve Clark. But certainly... Tierney and Robertson must start for me Okay, uh, let's speak to William in Craig End Hi William Oh good evening guys, how you doing? Not too bad, are you well? Hi, no bad, good. just Yeah, good. can't complain I just, uh, Can I make a wee point about the score and say I wouldn't play, play Forrest at, at, at back. I don't think that suits him You know, I think he's he's better gone forward than that's coming back mm-hmm. the way, you know, so I wouldn't play Forrest on, as a wingback, you know mm-hmm. I agree with Rogers what he's saying about putting Tierney at uh, uh, right, uh, left, left centre. You know, I think that's probably the way forward. You know, but uh, to go to go to my point, uh, Celtic, Celtic tomorrow night. I don't know much about this this team tomorrow night, the, the Hungarian champions. Uh, I know they've got a Norwegian up front, so hopefully Ayer knows a bit about them. Uh, but it's definitely a step up for the last round, I think. And uh, I just want to ask the guys what they think if they know anything about the, the Hungarian champions. Uh, if uh, if 
they know if they've got it, if Celtic's got anything to worry about. Well, I was going to send Gordon DL to Hungary to scout them before this, but obviously it's a pretty precarious situation out there. So we'll bow to Roger Hanna, who I have yeah. no doubt is is a bit more across it. Roger, <laughs> go on, um, Roger. The, the, they're a step up from Reykjavik That goes without saying um, They were good enough to beat the Swedish champions Jurgarden last week said it can't be any mugs But the draw thus far In this one-off Champions League qualifying Has been kind to Celtic Easy home tie last week and, and this is a step up But Celtic should win the game You know, People will hark back to the, the close result At Celtic part the 4-3 Last season um, That was very uncharacteristic of Celtic I don't think they will slip up like that again One thing it probably will do Callum McGregor mentioned it today It, it will just crystallise in their minds That there are no easy games They won't take anything for granted against Ferenc Varos But if they do their business correctly As they did last week As they did at Tannadice at the weekend Celtic should get through the tie okay what about the fact that it's this one-off tie, William? How do you feel about that? Because you've got the obvious factors on on one hand that takes away some of that brutal travelling that you can have to do at this stage of European competition. But on the other hand, there's less room for error because you only get one crack at it. And if it goes wrong on the night, you're out. Does does that add to your um, pre-match nerves? I think it does. I mean, I think when you look at it, I mean, usually when you get two ties, you can you can get a look at the opposition and maybe... If you do make a mistake in the first tie, you can rectify it in the second tie. But I think it maybe suits uh, Neil Lennon's style as well because maybe maybe you go in to, to games with a lack of, a lack of respect for the opposition. I'm not saying a lack of respect for the opposition. I'm saying maybe a maybe a look to to win the game rather than look at look at looking for a draw or changing the tactics or whatever you need to do. I think that and Neil Lennon's thinking that would probably be. Uh, more suitable to him because he likes to play attacking football and he likes to get he likes players plays a lot more attacking football than uh, Rodgers did so I think it suits Lennon to in his team that I think uh, Celtic Celtic will, uh, are outscoring outscoring teams you know and I think a lot of people will say that the, the defence isn't great but at the end of the day I think Celtic are they overcome it sometimes I think and and I think that's why we get caught. So I, I do think there's there is a there is a danger that, that could happen. I mean, I don't know anything about the the Hungarian channels. Mm. I don't I don't know if they would sit in or they, they would come and attack us. Uh, and I don't think the Celtic I don't think the Celtic team are, are are quite quite up to scratch yet. I think we still need maybe two or three games to get running. I think I don't think it's been a, a great. Uh, pre-season or I still feel that we need two or three games to get up to scratch Gordon what do you think about that I mean William touched on an interesting point there about the, the you know teams might come and sit and I suppose you can't really you can't sit in too much because you don't have a second leg you know yeah. you have to win it tomorrow night um, Roger says it's been kind to Celtic because it's at home So you're one-off tie If you have to play a one-off tie you want it to be at home Correct. obviously but then again to go back on the other side of that it's not it's not a home tie as we know it, as in big European night with you know with fans giving you their backing. So yeah, we'll do, take the challenge. Yeah, I do agree with that, but I think it still is a big advantage, Gordon. Um, obviously, Celtic fans make a, a massive difference in in European nights. Of course, they do. But when you're at home, there's no travelling. Um, the surroundings, you know them. The pitch, everything about it. Uh, it's a one-off game. 
I just think that Celtic, I've I've got to be honest, yes, I would have been over there doing my homework, my scouting, but unfortunately I couldn't. Don't know a lot about them. But I would imagine Celtic, with that home advantage being in Glasgow, I imagine that they will get through. Teams will come and make it difficult, hope to hit you in the break, get that all-important goal for them, the, the visitors. But I just think the way Celtic are going about their business, they'll have enough in their locker tomorrow night. How do you think Celtic will go about it, William? Because round about this time last week, or sorry, you know, in a week, in a week, a week tomorrow, I should say, that's when we saw all of a sudden Christopher Iyer dropping out the team, and near Beton coming in, and El Hamed come into the team, but then he went back out at the weekend, and Beton stayed in. A Yeti came on and, and scored the winner. Quite a few things for Neil Lennon to think about, I'd imagine. I think I think that Rogers already touched on the amount of games that Celtic are going to play this season, so. I do think rotating the squad is, is going to be part of the part of the mantra for uh, Neil Lennon. I'm not saying that Celtic will maybe have a, a team for uh, European games or a team for domestic games. I, I mean, Frimpong is great to come on, but I'll, I mean, in a, it'll have for me and Ella Nussi for me need to prove themselves this season. I don't think they've done enough last season. Uh, and I know Neil Lennon brought Ella Nussi back, but I just think to myself that El Hamid and El Anoussi need to need to up their game a wee bit and, and prove to the Celtic fans that, 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 that they're good enough. I know they're, they're quality players, but I just think that they've not shown it yet. And I think there's a lot a lot of the players in the, the Scotland, uh, sorry, the the Celtic team that, that just look a wee bit off at the now. And, I, and that's the way I would look at it. I would still look at it as even though we've played, a, it's a bit different because we've played we've played a couple of league games and steady. Last year, we usually with European ties of our first games, you know. So, I think we sh- we should be uh, we should be we should be okay tomorrow night. I think, but as I say, it's, it's, it's a tricky tie. Is champions are always champions playing champions is always uh, mm. tricky, you know. Yeah, th- does that help, Roger um, Williams? Spot on. How many times in the summer do? Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, whoever it is that are in Europe, have to come back early, barely get any time off. They're not up to speed. And then they run the risk of these, you know, sort of embarrassing European results. Is the the risk of that diminished slightly by the fact that we are relatively well into our domestic campaign? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, it is a legitimate complaint by Scottish football supporters every summer. Their teams are caught cold. Look at Kilmarnock 12 months ago against Kona's Key Nomads. I think if, if they had two or three games under their belt, that result would never have happened. So I don't expect any slip-ups, you know, from, from Motherwell in Thursday night, from Aberdeen in Thursday night. And I certainly don't expect any slip-ups from Celtic tomorrow night. Thank you, William and Craig End. Always a pleasure. What sort of slip-ups will we get on the full-time teaser? Jerry and Erskine sent it in tonight. He's gone for... 10 players who've been capped for Scotland since 2010 whose surname has four letters maximum. So guys like Ryan Jack, Ikechi Anya. I've got Eddie Gray on who's got one, but he's also gone Tom Boyd, which is out of the, the time frame. Um, Mark O'Brien has thrown in five crackers. What have you got, Gordon? Well, I'll tell you, I'll go the other way then. Um, what, Scott what other Bain, way? goalkeeper. Yes, Scott right. Bain, well done. Right, see how you said Tom Boyd. When did David Weir finish? Because I was beat the pundit question and he should have got more caps. Well done, David Weir. He's in there as well, Roger. Yeah. Um, what about Chris Boyd? Yes. Oh, Roger. Oh, Roger. And while we're on the family, what about George Boyd? 
George right, Boyd is yeah. in there as well Well done Akechi Anya George Boyd Chris Boyd Scott Bain Ryan Jack Davey Weir One, two, three, four, five to get Let's see if we can get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL joining me on the show um, They're doing okay on this teaser Just let me remind you If you want to get involved You want to take part in the teaser And you want your question to be used Then the address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com So Jerry and Erskine says tonight Can you name 10 players since 2010 Who've been capped by Scotland And whose surname has four letters maximum Guys like Ikechi Anya George Boyd Chris Boyd Scott Bain Ryan Jack Davy Weir um, that's six down, isn't it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Do you know what? It actually, looks like there are eleven on this list, and I told you you were looking for ten. You you were happy with my shout there, just as we come on. Yeah, Roger, you missed it uh, he, during the break. He shouted one out, and then he was counting the letters out with his fingers <laughs> like a primary one would do. And he went A D A M. Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam. Well done. Do you get any more during the break, Rog? What about friend of the show Cammy Bell? Yes, friend of oh, the show Cammy Bell Rog. is on there as well. So I'm afraid you are still looking for three. Um, it looks like, let me count them again. Yeah, they're actually eleven. Yeah. All right, I'll give you some more thinking time. Mm, now listen, there, there aren't many transfer stories or or any football stories out with Scotland that would get our attention because why on earth would you need to look elsewhere for your football? We've got everything you need right here, Roger Hanna. But what about this tonight? This will surely send shockwaves across the globe. Lionel Messi has told Barcelona he wants to leave. Wow. That shocked Roger there for two minutes. Well, I mean, he's a, potentially, has he heard Alfredo Morelos is unsettled and he thinks there's an opportunity for him in Glasgow? Does he think perhaps Odson Edwards heading down south and there could be an opportunity on the other side of Glasgow? Maybe he's just keeping an eye on... I know he does listen to Super Scoreboard, mm-hmm. particularly on a, on a Thursday night when Daz and the Mushroom are on, so he's maybe just looking for pastures new, thinks it's going to be a big season in Scotland and has just told Ronald Koeman the time's, the time's come up to move. Yeah, untold opportunities for... Twitter banter from football accounts are going to post and say that you can come to us if you want. I think every club in the country will probably do a variation of it. I hope they don't. Um, on a serious note, though, Gordon, um, for certainly you know for football fans of of a lot lots of generations, but but mine in particular, you know, that's just it's Lionel Messi. He plays for mm-hmm. Barcelona. That's it. He's the best in the business, and he plays for Barcelona. It's quite. Quite incredible to yeah, think he could, he, he, he could be playing elsewhere next even season. Even at my age, I'd be still a bit strange looking at Messi running out, say, for instance, in the Manchester City strip. But it gets down to who really can afford him, Gordon. His wages are incredible. Um, it's, it's, do you know, I, I watched the game against Bayern Munich and he looked a bit... Everybody talks about body language. You all think we're great at that. But he just looked like he needed... A freshness He's been there Since he's been a kid He's What Arguably the best player In the world uh, A lot of people say Ronaldo's there as well So that's a big debate But For him to leave Barcelona That would be Incredible For the people Of Barcelona as well That support the club Can you imagine You know Starting next season Or whenever And Messi Is not at your football club Incredible Roger it's going to be a bit of a slap in the face when they rename the Gordon DL lounge at the Etihad if he moves there. I don't know how he'll take it. 
what number Daz wore when he was at main road as it was in those days, you know, could Lionel line up in that Manchester City shirt that you once graced Daz? Messi 12. It's not got the same ring to it, does it? No. Or um, 17 or something. I think, I think I started, I'm sure when I played at Stanford Bridge against Chelsea in Moulton in game, I thought I, I was number eight, I think. Seriously? Yeah, I thought they were, that was more for the engine room. But you wore eight later on in your career, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well? yeah, I, I wore eight all through yeah. my career mostly. Alright, okay. With an armband. Manchester City can be one of a very small band of clubs who would be able to piece together a deal to get Lionel Messi away from Barcelona. Where else could he go? Paris Saint-Germain, perhaps? You can't see him playing anywhere else in Spain. Could he go to Juventus? Doubtful, because Ronaldo's already there. Could he go to Bayern Munich? Where where else, realistically, could Lionel Messi play next season? And he's still at such a level, Roger, you can't imagine, and never say never, because the money can be astronomical, he doesn't... Would he be one of those off to China for the, the payday or off to the MLS for the change of lifestyle and a bit of a payday? Is, is it too early to consider anything like that? I think it's too early. He's only 33 years of age. I think that might be something that comes in three or four years' time for him, perhaps go, to go to the MLS and you know, the last chapter in his career. I think the reason Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona is because he still has great ambitions to win the game's big trophies and no longer believes he can do that with an ageing Barcelona team. You know, you need to remember he was one of the younger guys in that superb team that initially Guardiola put together and, and lingered together for a while. Younger than any star, younger than Xavi, younger than a lot of the, you know, the excellent players who are around about. Mascherano was in the team for a while, Victor Valdez, Danny Alves, you know, and, and the team has diminished while he has still kept himself at a personally a very, very high level. Um, it looks as if there's going to be a, a difficult year or two ahead for Barcelona. There's no imminent chance you would think of them catching the Bayern Munichs or the Liverpools or the Man Cities of this world. I think now Messi wants to jump aboard one of those bandwagons and get himself another couple of Champions Leagues before he hangs up his boots. Yeah, it's the ultimate sort of statement, isn't it, Roger, for, to, to the hierarchy at Barcelona. If, if he has decided he's had enough, then what more do you need to know about the way things are going there at the moment? Yeah, and you wonder, you know, poor, poor old Ronald Koeman, he's taking Henrik Larsson with him onto that coaching staff there. The, the last thing they want to hear in their first week in the job is that the guy who is their best player by a country mile says he no longer wants to play there. Uh, yeah, I mean, on Twitter, we're getting reaction to this already. Alan Lappin says Neil Lennon already said he's got a direct line to Barcelona now that Henrik is there. He's coming for the 10. Uh, but Tolkien Jester's been trying to be more realistic. He says Messi couldn't just come to Celtic and think he can walk right into the first team, Gordon. No, no, they've got a good squad, so he'd need to earn his place. But uh, I, know, I, I know how Barcelona feel. We're losing our best player this week, probably, Gordon, so we're in mourning. So, what are you trying to say that Celtic need to get Turnbull over the line quickly before Barcelona try and get him to replace Messi? No, I would rather get Turnbull out and then we've got a couple of quid to maybe get. Could you imagine Messi turning up and driving up Herbal's Road just by where I live and everything? You and Lionel down the electric oh. bar on a Friday night. I can just imagine it. I can just imagine it, honestly. Uh, this conversation is gone, Roger. We were, we were being serious about it for a minute. Like I say, there are not so many. There are not many stories out with Scotland that we would pay much attention to, but but that's massive, isn't it? It's it's enormous, and and the more you think about it, it, it really is a small band of clubs. You cannot see him going to Juventus because Ronaldo's there. You would doubt he would go to PSG because Neymar is there. Um, I'm not sure. Amazing thing to say. I'm not sure Bayern Munich particularly need him the, the way they won the the Champions League at the weekend. Could he come to the English Premier League? 
could he come to Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool? Could he come to one of those clubs and illuminate the English Premier League? Because for all the English commentators will tell you, it's the best league in the world. Not too many of the best players in the world have you know, seen their, their great days there. Ronaldo, early in his career, before he went to Real Madrid, what a boost it would be for that league if Lionel Messi arrived in England. Yeah, I, I have no idea if financial fair play can be circumnavigated this much, Roger, but imagine Juve just thinking, right, surely we can just, let's just do something, anything, to blow world football apart and have both of them in the same team, can you imagine? Well, you just wonder if there's any place big enough for two egos like that. And and then you remember you have the mushroom and Taz on a Thursday night in the one studio. So maybe there is room for the two of them at the one club. It's really similar. I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, the similar talent levels on show. Right, I think we'll park that one uh, for the moment. Like I say, it's not often we we go away from Scottish football, but some stories are just that big that you can't possibly. Uh, ignore them um, Even tweets You know Coming in about it um, On Twitter Sheena says Messi for Liverpool You heard it here first uh, That would be interesting um, Yeah okay Right I think Yeah we don't think We'll get any time for Any more calls Let's Revisit this teaser tonight And again Just your, your Regular reminder If you want to take part You want involved in the show And you want to hear your question We would absolutely Love to have it So the address you need Is full time At Clyde One even if it's just an idea for a question Send it in And we'll see what we can come up with Jerry and Erskine sent this one in tonight He's looking for 11 players Since 2010 Who've been capped for Scotland And whose surname has four letters maximum You've got Charlie Adam Akechi Anya George Boyd Chris Boyd Cammy Bell Scott Bain Ryan Jack Davy Weir You have got three to get Any clues Roger? What about Stevie May? Brilliant, Stevie May. Well done, Gordon Dale. Well, you've been working pretty hard over yeah. there. What did you come up with? Nothing. He told uh, me Roger that he was gonna he was going through the teams, and I heard them going right Motherwell, and then rounding off, all, rhyming off all these Motherwell names as yeah, if that I've, was going to. I've been alphabet. I went like say, are they a Lee Ray, me, Day? What, what what about Danny Fox? The Fox. <laughs> Danny Fox <laughs> is in there. Yeah, oh, hey, I led well Roger done. right on to that. Well done, Rog. Right, let's see what if you get. Can, let's see if you can get the last one, Gordon. How me? Just feel like you've not brought much to the table. I brought quite a lot. You know something? I, I, ever you, since twenty you, past seven, when you announced this question, Gordon, and Dan says he's been looking for one with three letters. I've been dying for him to shout GMS. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, not GMS. Have obviously, you got the last one. Do you know what? I actually, feel. I'm I'm partly guilty for this, right? Because during the break you said, right, I'm going to go through the teams, and you were rhyming off Motherwell players, and mm-hmm. I, some some Motherwell local I am, mm-hmm. I sort of scoffed and said, well, that might not be the best place to start if you're looking for internationals. But I'm looking at the one you've got left, and it is actually the perfect place to start. So I've 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 led you astray. Um, Does that help you, Roger? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it, Roger. This is one for the Dazzler. Uh, oh, hey, it's Space Man. Uh, the Space Invaders. No, he doesn't play that. It's what? That game he plays. Tony Watt. That's it. Tony Watt. I, I don't know, but oh, you mean because he came on here and spoke about his love for the PlayStation? Ah, that's it. Space Invaders. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, honestly, it was a Space Cadet answer from you. I'll tell you that. But you got it right. Tony yes. Watt. You're happy with that, Roger? 
Absolutely terrific Well done Dazzler Thank you You led me away from that Space invaders Right we got there in the end Big night for Celtic European qualification tomorrow We're back from six We'd love for you to join us Callum Gallagher is up next